Thanks for listening to the Dribble Handoff with Chasing Brutes. Catch us live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern on radio.unfspinnaker.com. The podcast is available at anchor.fm forward slash dribble dash handoff or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now let's get to it. What's up, everybody? We are back. The Dribble Handoff with Chase and Bruce, episode what is it, 14. 14? Yeah. Wow, wow. I'm your host, Chase. I'm here with Bruce. What's up, Bruce? What's up, Chase? How you doing, man? Good, man. Tiger Woods did it. He did. He, he finally did it. He did. I actually, I mean, obviously, I was rooting for it. I, I, don't, I don't know anyone that wasn't rooting for it, but I actually didn't think he was ever going to maybe win something, the Farmer's Open or something, but I didn't think he was going to win the Masters at all. Um I was cheering for it, but I didn't think there was a chance he was going to do it. So I'm not a big golf guy, but um, you're saying you are among the people that thought he'd never win another major? Yep, for sure. Wow. I mean, I guess seeing you know all the stress that he's gone through over the years, emotionally and physically, especially with you know the debilitating back injuries, the knee and all that stuff, I can only imagine when you have a back injury, the littlest movement can cause you agonizing pain. So I guess the whole body motion of trying to swing a golf club has to be agony so um I can see where maybe you think that that wouldn't have happened but I guess for me greatness always seems to find a way one more time yeah yeah it was one of those things where every time Tiger was in the tournament and was in the top 10 on Sunday or something I would get an update or or Twitter would blow up or something and it's just it's happened so many times over the last what four or five years Yeah, now. I think so, yeah. It's, that it's just like, yeah, I mean, top ten maybe, but for him to actually win, I don't know. I just didn't see it happening, but, I mean, it was awesome. that Just watching the last, uh, his last couple holes, e- even though a lot of it was because um, uh, Malinari kind of choked pretty bad there with two double bogeys on Sunday. But, I mean, that's just kind of how golf goes. And for Tiger to be the one that uh, – took the lead from him, and he, he almost ran away with it. He at one point had that two-shot lead going into uh, the last three holes, I believe. Um, but just, like, the the crowd at that last 18 was not a golf crowd. There was no golf clapping going on when right, Tiger hit in that right. last shot. I mean, that place went insane. I mean, I yeah. went too. I think uh, what I found to be interesting, you just mentioned um, – what was the guy's name, uh, his closest competitor there? Malinari. Yeah, Malinari. You mentioned him choking, and that was the case. But also, if you look back, when Tiger was at his apex, we always talk about kind of the effect that he had on the other competitors when on the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How guys literally were afraid. It's almost <clears throat> like Jordan-esque yeah. in terms of how he sparked that fear in you know the opposing players. Oddly enough, another guy who's supposed to be the GOAT, no one seems to be afraid of him, but that's neither here nor there. I can't, I can't think of who you're talking about. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. It's yeah. just, it's almost, he has such an intimidating presence when you're paired up with mm-hmm. him, just walking down the course and when you're on the green and stuff like that. It's not, he's not pushing on anybody, but you just, right. you know he's there. Right. Uh, that 
it's not only dominance in terms of mastery of the game and of his craft, but it's the psychological edge that we talk about. Right, especially I mean, in, in, in golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I just mentioned Michael Jordan in a quick story. It was said when he was playing and, and the guys would, you know, line up for the anthem before the game. Opposing players were told not to look Michael Jordan in his eyes because he took it as a sign of disrespect. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so this is kind of the thing that we saw when Tiger was at his apex. And when you speak to Malinari um, choking and not coming up big when he was supposed to, I think some of that kind of was, was back in effect there. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, another thing I was thinking about is that it's crazy that, I mean, this is, for me, I'd have to take a second and think, but I'd say easily top 10 biggest sporting moments that I've ever witnessed. Yeah, no, I think I can go with you on that. And it's, like, it's it's golf. Yeah. But that just shows you what Tiger has done for that sport. Absolutely. I mean, golf yeah. is one of the, this moment... <laughs> Especially like when he when he walks over off the green and he goes over to his son and his yeah, family and all yeah. that, and when he throws his arms in the air, like that's one of the greatest sports moments I've ever seen. You know, I I definitely can agree with you on that. As a father and as a parent, when you are able to accomplish things and your kids can see what you've been able to accomplish and yeah. and and they're there and you can share that moment with them, it really is something almost extra special. So yeah, I I definitely get that. It was almost like um. Kobe, when he had 60 in his last game, yeah. and his kids were there, and he said, you know, they had always heard, you know, my dad was pretty good, or, right. you know, they see the YouTube clips, but they haven't seen that me in a long time. It was cool to show him that, you know, dad still got some game, and I'm sure Tiger felt something similar to that. Right, his kids never got to see him when he was Tiger. Right. And then he, now he is there again for them, so. Yeah. That was awesome, especially when they were putting the, um, the pictures of his first Masters with his dad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his son. Right. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's got to be a fantastic also, moment for him. Um, it was also crazy. There was, when he came off the green when he was going to the clubhouse, there was eight or nine, maybe ten other golfers that were golfing that were sitting there waiting for him. Right. Like it's crazy. Yeah, of course, all the, the fans and everybody wants mm -hmm. Tiger to win the cheering for Tiger and all that. But for other players in a significant number of other players to be there waiting for him when he comes yeah. off to congratulate him was crazy. I believe there was also other multiple green jacket winners that were there oh, to yeah. congratulate him. So yeah, all that all that is pretty cool. Um, you know, all the other stuff in his personal life aside, just as a sports fan, and you know, we talk about how sports can kind of build bridges and mm -hmm. just make you feel good in life. I think that was one of those moments uh, that can kind of do that. Yeah, that was one of those, this is why sports is great moments. Absolutely. you really can't beat that. No, you can't. And I think the other thing that makes it almost even better, it's an individual sport. There's, yeah. no, there's no teammates to lean on that can carry you when you get down. Yeah. So the entire climb back to the top of the hill has to be done by one man or one woman yeah. by themselves. And I remember watching, and he used to do this, Back in during his the height of Tiger, when he's walking down those last couple holes on eighteen on Sunday, he just has a different look about him. Yeah, you can just see that he's locked in and he's yes. focused and he's it, it's like we said it's just a really intimidating look. Yeah, but it's almost like the great athletes have that look. Absolutely, where you can just see it on their face. Like okay, they're just gonna take this something over. different is yeah. going to happen now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had that, and I was like, all right, I, that's where I started to believe. 
even going down the last couple holes, once he took the lead and they took a two-shot lead, and I saw him walking down the course like that, I was like, all right, I think he, he might mm-hmm. actually do it this time. Yeah. So kind of going off of that, how many more majors do you think he wins? And, you know, what he, do you think is next for Tiger? I don't know. Because I never thought he'd win another one, but he yeah. just won this one, and yeah. he looked like old Tiger. Yeah. Old Tiger, I would say, he'll win at least another one this year. I don't think quite as dominant as old Tiger, but he showed flashes that yeah, you know he can he can be back and continue to. Again, yeah. I'm not a golf guy. I just think that greatness at that level usually doesn't just go away. Like it's insane what he does it. for that sport too. Mm-hmm. Like we, have, this is the first time we've talked about golf on this entire show. That's a fact. And he won the, he that won the is Masters, and now we're spending the first for whole first segment of yeah. the show on yeah. Tiger. So, I mean, I don't know. If he if he wins another one, that is the other thing, though, is it would be awesome if he wins another one, but it won't be like this one. No, it won't. If but he what starts that winning does a is, bunch of them. What that does is re-energize the chase for Jack. Exactly. Yeah. And the crazy thing, too, was I, I never realized this until right before the tournament. I saw somebody say this, that Tiger's dad – Predicted that he would win fourteen majors, but this was his fifteenth. So he wow. had gone this eleven years, yeah, sitting at fourteen. Wow! And then he finally won his fifteenth. But yeah, I mean, if he keeps doing this, the chase for Jack is back on, like you just said. And there's right. a legitimate chance that he's going to play like this. So you know what that just made me think about? You have the eleven-year gap. That just made me think about another great competitor who had a huge gap in between championships. And that's Tom Brady. He went 10 years without winning, then he rattled off a couple more. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, again, the apples to oranges, team sport versus individual. But we saw a guy who's widely regarded as the GOAT, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Another guy who's widely regarded as the GOAT in his, Tiger Woods. Could this be the beginning of another run yeah. for Tiger the way Tom Brady has at his? And another cool thing that I saw when he went up to his caddy, mm-hmm. he was saying, we did it. That is cool because I don't think the awesome. old tiger. That's what says I was gonna that. say. I don't think the old tiger would have no, done that. No, but yeah, I mean he's older now. He seems so much more humble and so much more human. And he does. obviously, you know, uh, difficult events in life will humble you. Yeah. Uh, whether oh, yeah. of your own making or someone else's, but it's just good to see for sports if you yeah. if you love sports. And I mean so that's cool. The just doing a fist pump after any successful sporting action was. I mean, that was the Tiger fist bump. That's how big Tiger was. You know, that's a great point. Just doing a fist bump after doing something good in sports, right. that was the Tiger fist bump. Yeah. That, that tells you when you have uh, an effect on sports culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of comebacks, we're going to touch on some other big comebacks because of the Tiger comeback and also because of the Los Angeles Clippers last night Woo! were losing to the Warriors by 31. 31. And came back to win that game. They 135 came back. to 131, I believe. Yep. 31 points. Huge. I turned the game off. Yeah. I didn't know about this until I woke up this morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I woke up and I saw that and I'm like, what? They're at 31. I turned it off. Yeah. I mean, so you got to wonder, like, real quick. Um, before we move on to our next big comeback. Like, whose fault is this? Is this Steve Kerr's fault? Is it the players' fault? At some point, you got to do something to stop the bleeding. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of like when you get a big lead like that, that's you just you kind of slack off. Yeah. But, but when, you see the, when you see the opposition making a run like that, you got to do something. Yeah. But, and with a team um, like the Warriors have, yeah. like somebody's got to do something. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about this some more later, but I guess it just shows you 
momentum is a real thing. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, especially with a team. I think the Clippers are one of those teams that we <coughs> talked about that's a very emotion-driven team because they have a lot of them fiery emotional players yeah so once you do get that that momentum back mm-hmm. it's even more for them right um so what's your next big uh comeback mm-hmm. you think my favorite of the list that we have here would probably be the pats the the patriots against the falcons what was it 28 to 3 28 to 3 uh with about eight or six minutes left in the, in the third, third quarter yeah of the super bowl yeah two years ago that Three years ago, I guess, right? Yeah. Jeez, the Patriots been in three straight. So good <laughs> God. Yep. <laughs> um, but the that one for me was this is another one where it's a lot of times it's hard to uh, find the difference between a comeback and a choke because the That's Falcons just they choked so hard. But it also it's Tom Brady. And like the, every time I think about yeah. this game, the Julian Edelman catch, where he made the catch diving oh, wow. over the leg in between, in between right. the three guys, right? Like if obviously he doesn't, if he doesn't make that catch, then this this We're comeback not. doesn't happen, right? But I guess that any comeback like that takes a mixture of one team not producing like they were and another team turning it on like that. Yeah. But that one, because it's football's different. Very. Basketball, you can put up a lot of points really fast. Right. Football, you can too, but not in not the, same the same way. way. Yeah. Um, because the other team has so much more influence on it. Mm-hmm. You can get it. You can get a turnover in basketball like that, but in football, it's two or three happen a game, maybe. Right. So for that one, I think that one was just so. The, the chances of that one actually happening were so low, and it actually happened, and the Patriots just dominated the last bit of that game i mean going into overtime when they got the ball like that it was kind of like all right they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna go score yeah and they did but that one for me just because it's football and it was the super bowl i think that's the key is that yeah. that stage yeah yeah being such a huge stage arguably you know other than maybe a world cup final probably the biggest stage in sports in the world yeah like what other sporting single... event in the world has watched more than that one i don't i don't yeah. just maybe a world maybe a world cup final yeah depending on who's playing um but yeah no i agree I, that's probably right right up there it's 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 hard uh to kind of identify one real great one um i think maybe one kind of along the lines of tiger that a lot of people may not remember uh in the mid-70s George Foreman was the Mike Tyson of his time, knocking out everyone. Nobody could get near him. And, of course, Muhammad Ali in the Rumble in the Jungle in 74 upset him and took the championship. And after that, uh, Foreman kind of faded to black Mm -hmm. until he came back as a totally different George Foreman, you know, bald, chubby, lovable, you know, pushing the Foreman grill, got back into boxing and ended up winning a world championship after about 20 years out of the sport. Yep. So that kind of is akin to the Tiger Woods comeback in terms of, you know, extremely long time away from the top and climbing the mountain all the way back up as an individual athlete without yeah. anyone else to help you. So I think that's one that probably is right up there. Another one that I just thought about too that um, we don't have on the list here, it's not as impactful, but I think it's a little underrated is when uh, – Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and came back and rushed for 2,000 yards next year. 
Yeah. It's not the same as these. I think it's no. underrated, though, because of he was the first person to tear his ACL and come back and be successful like that. Right. And on, it, on, on such an incredible level. Yeah, I it's mean, a he's point. a freak athlete, obviously. Yeah. But um, that was one that just because of, like, Tiger's back, the injury and stuff like that, it just popped up in my head. That's a great one. That's a great one. But we got another uh, Warriors one here. The What is it with the Warriors? I don't know. <laughs> They've been involved in two of the greatest comebacks in NBA history. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've been on the losing side of both. Both. Yeah. Um, so as much as we had to do it, go ahead and tell them. Chase. Was this 16? Yes. 2016. 2016. In the NBA Finals, the Warriors were had a 3-1 to one game lead. Commanding. On the Cavaliers. Yes. And uh, the Cavs came back and won this. They did. Now... This was the year that uh, Draymond Green got suspended for... In the pivotal Game 5, which would have clinched the series. For LeBron standing over him. Yes, that's correct. Draymond got a foul and got suspended. Yeah, he but got But we, we won't yeah. get into that. We like um, to call that LeBron sense around here. Yep, yep. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's a bad one. Yeah. What? I don't know what it is. Yeah, Maybe they're yeah just, that's, like, that's crazy. But on a historical level, that is one of the greatest comebacks, realistically, ever. in NBA history. Yeah, um, first time that's ever happened in the finals. Yep. Uh, yep. And of course, that's what made LeBron James, according to him, know that he was the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he got Draymond suspended. Yes, correct. Yep. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's our comeback talk for the day. Congrats to Tiger Woods. Congrats, Tiger. The Masters. Hopefully, he'll keep it going. Um, golf clap. Golf clap. Other big story actually coming out just this morning. Russell Wilson is now the new highest paid player in the NFL. NFL history now, right? Yep. 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 With a four-year, $140 million deal, $65 million signing bonus. That's also a record. Which means I'm pretty sure he walks in that door today and they hand him $65 million. That's a lot of dough. Just put that in your brain. Um, 107 guaranteed over the deal and there is a no trade cause which from what I'm hearing was the big deal that's a huge deal has that happened in in the NFL before I think it happens but not I've never heard it mentioned before yeah not on this level right I mean because think about it maybe Joe Montana probably should have had one yeah I'm sure Brady probably has a no trade cause but we don't hear about Brady's deals because he does what quarterbacks should do but we'll get into that in a second right um but that's the other thing is why would for Russell Wilson do you actually think that the Seahawks were gonna think about trading you at some point? Like why was the no trade clause such a big deal? Like what are they gonna trade you for that makes you scared that they might actually trade you? At that cap number. Well we'll kinda of talk about this more and um but Actually, we won't. So let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it now. Um, no. So I think well, from what I was hearing, if the Seahawks had done this, they could have gotten literal king's ransom from the Giants. They yeah. could have gotten, I think, two twos and two ones. Yeah. Right? And we know that the Seahawks generally draft well. Yep. Um, they have a very good scouting department. They make good decisions in that regard. So knowing the type of haul that you can get for that guy, you do it. Yeah. I mean, I would do yeah. it. So I, I guess that's what he was concerned about in terms of the no trade. But that's weird because as f- as far as I was hearing, 
his wife, the lovely Sierra, didn't want to stay in Seattle. That's what I heard, too. But I guess for that kind of money, she'll deal with it. Yeah, I guess it's worth it. Yeah, she'll get on a private jet and go anywhere she wants yeah. to go now. So, yeah. You know. But this, and we talked about it last week when um, when he gave the deadline. The Seahawks, they now can't do anything. Look at that cap number. It's bad. I want to know, what like, what is the percentage of the cap that's only going to him every year? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a mean Way cap. Way too much. Hit. And that's the funny thing. That was one of the things that I talked about and I really thought about. It, it occurs to me. I understand that you got to secure your future. Okay. I understand that um, there's also some ego involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand you want your fair market value. All of that. But... Does Russell Wilson intend to continue winning Super Bowls? Because I think he yeah. just kept that from happening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he yeah. this is his third deal. Mm-hmm. And like we said last week, look what happened to the Seahawks after he signed the other deal. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they made the playoffs, but they yeah. haven't been the team that went to two Super Bowls. Right. Not even close because they can't afford anybody. Right. Because of him. Right. So now you can't get him elite skill position players. So no. you got to work with what you got. He's been running for his life for years now yeah. because the O-line can run block, not pass block. So they're not going to be able to pay any top-tier O-linemen to come in there. Yeah, like what? Hopefully they can draft one. I don't know. I want to know what this contract has written in it about injuries because he gets injured every year because he's yeah. running around like that. Yeah. Eventually it's going to be a significant injury. Yeah. I mean, it's he, he tweaks an ankle every year, but what happens when it's the knee? Yeah, no, that's a great point. Maybe that's what the no-trade clause was about. Right. Well, I guess he, if they're hurt, you can't trade him anyways, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, I mean. Look at this, though. How are they going to pay Bobby Wagner now? They're not. Now how do they pay uh, Frank Clark, the no. defensive end? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? So, this is what I'm saying. If it's me, right, obviously I can't count anyone else's money. And I'm happy that Russell Wilson got his money. Go Hawks. But now he's going to have to live with the situation that created, right? Yeah. Because I'm now thinking about this, okay. He's the whole team. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Now, what do you do? How do they make that team better besides in the draft? That's the only thing they can yeah. do. I don't get it. I mean, they I have free agents leave every year. Right. Because if it's me, I say, okay, I'm making $17 million a year now, which to you and I sounds like great money, right? Sounds pretty good to me. But if I can get Seattle to go up to $24, 25000000 million a year yeah. instead of 35 Yep. They still have some room to work to do other things, yeah. and I'm still getting compensated handsomely, right? Yeah. And it's not like he doesn't also have national endorsement deals. Right, that's I'm the sure thing. he's got local endorsement deals. There's so many Seattle other ways also. for these guys to This is what I don't money. get, right? You think that Bose deal is cheap? Bose yeah. is, come on, man. He's getting know. paid very well from Bose, you know? So, um, <laughs> by the way, have you ever seen the, uh, the Go Hawks montage on... Uh, on YouTube, Go Hawks. No. Yeah, the guy who put it, the video together says like, oh, oh, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson is a robot. It. Yeah, because yeah. he says it the exact same way every time. Go Hawks. I'm pretty sure he stands in the window in the mirror and like practices. He that does thing. seem pretty robotic. Yeah. Thank you guys. Go Hawks. That's what the no trade cause is because he would accidentally say that on his next team. Go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is these guys. The ego is a big thing because he has mm-hmm. to be the highest. Right. If I'm getting a new deal, then it has to be the highest right. player. Which this deal actually really made me appreciate uh, Nick Foles. We're paying him a little more than I think we should <laughs> as the Jags. But at least he wasn't right. like, hey, you need to make me the highest paid player like uh, Kirk Cousins did. Right. So go Jags. And thank you, Nick Foles. You're right. a great person. 
better than Russell Wilson. Side note, latest mock draft had the Jags taking that, uh, that tight end out of Iowa that everyone's raving about. I know you mentioned that you needed that, so wanted to share it with the good people. I know. I, I get he's supposed to be good, and we obviously good. need a tight end. Need a tight end. But if you're not Gronk or Kelsey, I don't want you at number seven overall. <laughs> but I also, the other mocks have us taking Jawan Taylor, the tackle out of Florida, who didn't even play left tackle in college. Same with Jonah Williams, who's the tackle out of Alabama, who still played right tackle. Why are we going to take a tackle at number seven who's not even the best tackler on their college team? You know? Like, if you take a tackle at seven, it should be your left tackle. Well, we're not going to digress too far, but... You got me all just, riled up now. This is just the Jack being Jack Pinks. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a bad pick either way. Dave Caldwell's still the GM, so whoever we pick at number seven is going to be a bust either way. Well, we'll see how that goes. But, anyways, that's our Russell Gosh. Wilson. Oh, also, um, Magic Johnson resigned. Yeah, that was a big one, and obviously that's gotten a ton of coverage over the past week. That was so funny that that happened. That happened later that 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 Tuesday night yep. after we got off the air. Yeah. So I text Chase and I'm like, seriously, this had to happen now. This right. couldn't happen last night. Yeah. But then Chase said something great. He's like, if that happened last night, we'd have spent the entire show laughing at LeBron. So you know. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also, um, more LeBron sense. Luke Walton got more fired. Luke Walton got fired because of yeah. LeBron because he's a terrible coach. He can't win with LeBron James. He's already on a new team. A new time I already hired him. Yeah. They also are considering hiring Ty Lue as the head coach of the I've Lakers so he can sit there and do nothing like he did in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, let's hope that in all seriousness, the stress of the position of dealing with LeBron and being a head coach now especially in the glamour franchise in the league with arguably the biggest diva in league his league history. Hopefully that doesn't uh, contribute to any more health issues like it did in Cleveland. So good luck, Ty Lue, if you do get that job. Also, Magic Johnson, like, what is he doing? He didn't even, he just went, he was like, all right, I'm going to do a press conference. All right, I'm gone. Really impromptu. Like, didn't tell anybody that should actually know. Guess what? He's Magic. He can do those things. Yeah. I guess that's true. But his reasoning was so funny. His reasoning was like, I want to be able to tamper. (laughs) Right. But look at it. it. Magicians make things disappear. This time yeah. he did it for himself. That was, that was crazy. Right. And he was talking about how he was in meetings the day before, and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave tomorrow, so I don't care right. about what's going on in this meeting right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Nobody's going there, right? Right. I mean, maybe Anthony Davis, just because he's stuck on maybe. that, but like, yeah, maybe. nobody's going there. Right. Magic doesn't even want to be there. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. So this is our segue into the NBA portion of the show. Yeah. <laughs> After our... Two big stories, but uh, getting right into that. So, obviously, the Lakers are going to look like uh, a pretty different team next year, at least from the organizational level. Um, So, we'll we'll see where that continues to go, what they do in their coaching search, what they do in their president of basketball operations search, and their GM, see if all that gets shifted around, how, why, who. But uh, I guess we'll see. But I guess the biggest story for us in the NBA today was that Clippers comeback last night. We yeah. we touched on it when we were talking about Tiger Woods and, and other great comebacks, but being down to the Warriors, 31 points, which is yeah. a position the a lot of teams in the league have found themselves in over the last five or six seasons, but... This is in Golden State, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is round one. The Clippers are the eighth seed. That's correct. Like, the... I don't know. How do you... This is an all-star team. 
The Warriors are literally an all-star team. They are an all-star starting team. Starting five is an all-star team. That's correct. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. 31 points. So I guess the question, are we making too much of this? I mean, maybe if it was 21 points, we would be making too much of this. But this was 31 points. There's teams that don't even score 31 points in a quarter. Yeah. But are we really making too much of this? I mean... I mean, we, we okay, have yeah. seen these type of lapses in concentration from the Warriors uh, fairly consistency over, consistently excuse me, over the last couple of years. Um, I guess, but to blow a 31-point lead in a playoff game, that's something entirely different, I guess. Okay, here's how we can figure out if we're, if we're overblowing this. Mm-hmm. Who do you expect to win the finals? The Warriors. All right. Then I guess we're not really overblowing it. <laughs> right. If, if we were like, oh, the Warriors are in trouble. Right. Okay, but watch. That's the thing about this team is they could come back next game and win by 40. Yeah. If they really wanted to. Yeah. So, I don't know. But the big thing is Boogie, though. I mean, we say the big thing is Boogie. I, I think Boogie might be out. Um, I think He might be out for a while, too. Yeah, I think he tore that quad. But this is still an all-star team without Bogey. It is. They just signed Bogut, and Bogut was on their team for two of the finals. That's true. Like, I think that if there's a silver lining to the Bogey injury, it's the fact that it was a quad, which means muscle and not a knee or an Achilles, which are ligaments. Right, and it's on the same leg as the Achilles. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, if it's a torn quad, obviously depending on the severity then you have a better chance if you get to the finals of him working his way back. Yeah. So hopefully being able to play and contribute in that environment. But I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Boogie Boogie's injury was the reason for the, the comeback because Boogie got hurt like three minutes into the game. So he wasn't in the game for their thirty one yeah. point lead. No, he wasn't. But I don't know. I just don't get it. Thirty one points is crazy. Like for any NBA team, let alone the Warriors who could put up 31 in five minutes if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, what happened? I don't get it. I'm just wondering, um, I'm just wondering, like, at what point, when it comes to the Warriors, do we really start to worry, right? Yeah. You know. I don't know. Do we ever? I mean, this team. They're so good. They are. In this era of NBA basketball, they're so good. I think probably maybe... The hardest point is just keeping them focused, man. Yeah, that's one thing is they, yeah. maybe they just get bored. But when you got this is no longer the regular season though, you know. Yeah, and you, you got, can't like. Right, and you have championship medal. You should know now is the time you can't play. And that's the thing with all those guys on that team. When the Clippers start coming back, one guy can't hit a couple shots. Right. I mean, you hit a couple shots. Somebody couldn't do something to stop the bleeding. Right. Yeah. You win that game. Yeah. Thirty-one points. Yeah. Just somebody just scored ten in the fourth. Yep. That's all you need. So, side note, this game made me change my mind on something real quick. I've been touting Mike Budenholzer for Coach of the Year all year long. Maybe it should be Doc Rivers. Like, Maybe. seriously. I mean, look at this team that he's winning with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's done a heck of a coaching job, but that's, uh, that's for another day. Yeah. Um, other big story from last night as well, actually. The 76ers put up. 51? In the third quarter. In the third quarter? Yes. To put up a total of 145 points? They're back in business. I mean, it ties the record for the most points in a quarter in the yeah. playoff game. They're back in business. 
That's crazy. Um, the 76ers aren't. Yeah. I mean, they got a couple shooters, but it's not like they're out there jacking up threes like the Warriors are. No, but I told you, I told you that team is, uh, and again, I don't have them winning the championship, but I do have them coming out of the East. That's first team in history with five players averaging 17 or more for a season. Yeah. They have firepower. It, it doesn't look like the Warriors, but they definitely have firepower, and they, they can do it to you when they get going, man. They can do it. Yeah, and it's they got so Boban coming off the bench had sixteen, and then Mike Scott had fifteen coming off the bench. But other than that, they're they're starting five. I mean, Jimmy Butler didn't really do much, but everybody else is in double figures. Right. With uh, Embiid had twenty three. Ben Simmons is really interesting to me. He's enigmatic. He's what? Enigmatic. Like you see, the first game you got nine points from him. Yeah. And then he comes bounces back last night. With easy triple double, I I just don't get it with him. My thing with him is how often do you see a guy that's as good as he is? I mean, he's good, very good. That literally cannot shoot at all. He's zero for seventeen in his career on three pointers. Cannot shoot at all. That's so they don't weird. even go past the free throw line when they're guarding him. That's so weird. But he's still scored eighteen last night. Like remember, they used to treat Rajon Rondo like that. But every yeah. now and then he would hit a shot. Like yeah. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Ben Simmons doesn't even try. All. You know what that says to me, honestly. You're an NBA player who's not a big per se, and you can't shoot. That means you just don't put the work in. That's how I. I could be wrong. I just don't get how he just doesn't put the work in. Like he just, I don't know. How how often do you see that somebody that's you don't one of the top players in the NBA, especially a guard, and he can't shoot at all. At all. He was two of four on free throws, fifty percent on free throws last night. It's. I would have shot better than that at free throws last night. Yeah. I think he just... I, I just feel like he doesn't put the work in. I think he's more interested in, like, you know, being a celebrity and all that. Yeah. Or he could be feeling the Kardashian curse. Probably. There's that. That's more likely. Yeah. And then those are the games from last night. Zion officially declared for the draft. but He did. I mean, he was going to declare for the draft. Yeah. Either way. But the question uh, was, what was he waiting for? That was the kind of weird thing. Maybe he was hashing out maybe shoe deals or agent deals or whatever behind the scenes. It's also like he doesn't, what's the rush, you know? I mean, he's pretty much declared everybody knows he's going. But I had actually heard that he was considering coming back for a second year. No way. I had heard that. Don't ask me where. I I heard it on one of the many sports pods I listened to. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I didn't put too much stock in it, but I yeah, heard that. The lottery is, the NBA draft lottery is May 14th, I believe, something around that. So that's when we'll figure out where he's going. We don't really need to wait for the draft at that point, right? No, I think, right, once we figure out who's got the number one pick, that should be it. Yeah. Frozen envelope, anybody? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and then other than that, we've got three games tonight. Um, we've got... The Toronto Raptors and the Orlando Magic. We've got the Spurs and the uh, Nuggets. And then the Thunder and the Trailblazers. Orlando upset Toronto in Game 1. And San Antonio upset Denver in Game 1. Portland beat OKC in Game 1. So, real quick. Denver is the number 2 seed. But I don't see San Antonio beating them as an upset. Yeah, it's just, I mean. The only thing I'll say is Denver was such a great home team all year. They were at home, though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They were such a great oh. home team all year. That's probably, for me, the only reason it came as a surprise. But oftentimes, you look at two 
relatively evenly matched teams and coaching to me is going to be the differentiator. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. They yep. still have Popovich mm-hmm. either way. So, and then Toronto, Orlando. I mean, I said it before. I'm not going to trust Toronto until they do something, and they still they do the they have the exact same season every year, even with Kawhi there. I mean, this is what they do. They play really well all year, get the two seed, and then they just don't do anything in the playoffs. Right. But um, a lot of that is because Kyle Lowry scored zero points. What happens to him? What <laughs> happens to him in the playoffs? This is so weird. Every playoffs. Like, does he need to see like a sports psychologist or something? Or? I don't know. That is so weird how he just vanishes in the playoffs. Yeah, got the yips. I guess so. I guess uh, so. Every year he gets the yips. I don't know. I thought Philly guys were supposed to be tough. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's really weird. All right, let's finish it out here. Real or not real? He's alright, but he's not Okay, cool. So, for my real or not real, Vince Carter is the last player of his generation still in the NBA. And he could have and should have been an all-time great, real or not real. I don't know how I much you saw of him should've. in his prime. I, Vince Carter was something special yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, and that brings up a good question is why, like, when you ask that question, mm-hmm. I just ask myself, is he? And I don't think so, but not. why not? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what did he not do? I guess he was never... I don't know. He never kind of took over the league. Right. Like all-time grades do, I guess. Um, I think he didn't have that mindset. I guess if your biggest moment is a, is a slam dunk contest. Yeah. That might be it. Well, he never had any big moments in the playoffs. He went to Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 in... Oh, when it was... 2001 with Toronto. He was on the good Magic Allen team, Iverson too. beat them. When the Magic were good, the Magic were the finals that one year. He was on that team. Was he on that team? I think so. But that was that was well past his prime, though. Yeah, not well yeah, past, yeah. but past his prime. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering. So for me, that's a good one. I mean, I think he should have been. He could have been. He just didn't have those moments that all-time greats have, I mm-hmm. guess. But so, like a lot of that, when we were talking about the Paul Pierce, Dwayne Wade thing, a lot of that has to do with the teams that he was on. Yeah, but I guess I don't know if if he but was they, an all-time great. Yeah, he the all-timers been the they find yeah. that way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's real. He should have yeah, and could have been. Yeah, definitely. I think it's real. Yeah, I think so too. Nice, nice. All right, my real or not real, you're going to like this one, Bruce. Let me hear it. The Boston Celtics have a legitimate chance to win the championship. Real or not real. <sighs> okay, so, of course, you know, I've been a Celtics <laughs> fan since I was eight years old. Get your bias out of here, um, Bruce. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, um, real or not real, the Celtics have a chance to win the NBA championship. So, since I told you and the world that I believe the Sixers are going to win the East as much as it pains me to say, especially to a division rival, I got to say, to win the NBA championship. Let me try to convince you otherwise. Do it. Please. The Warriors just blew a 31-point lead to the Clippers. Obviously, I don't want to, we're not going to overblow this. It's one game or whatever. It is 31 points. It is. It's 31 points. Right. The Boston Celtics held the Indiana Pacers to eight points in the third quarter. Indiana Pacers aren't the best offensive team in the league. No, especially not without Oladipo. Right. But holding any NBA team to eight points in a quarter. It's a great point. That's only four shots if you're hitting twos. It's a great point. In an point. entire quarter. Yeah. The final score of that game was 74-84. to 84. 
which means somebody played extremely good defense. Somebody has a coach that took a bunch of, I mean, they're not nobodies, they're good players, yeah. but a team that should not have gone anywhere near as far as they did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brad Stevens has seemingly done this the last couple playoffs now yeah. where he's taking these right. teams and having them turn it on the playoffs mm-hmm. and just be a good coach. Holding any NBA team to 74 points an entire game, you, that, don't, that doesn't just happen. This is a college score. And the, yeah, the Celtics good. held them to 74 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only scored 84, but it, it doesn't matter if you hold a team to that many, uh, to, the, to that low. So if the Celtics can do this, I mean, I get it's the Pacers, but you hold them to 94, you play the Sixers, you hold them to 94, maybe? With that coaching, with that defense? I mean, you can beat teams when you're holding them to that, that few points. Yeah, but so the Celtics did blow out the Warriors during the regular season at yeah. Oracle. Yep. The Warriors also got blown out multiple times at home during the regular season at Oracle. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if they could do that in the finals. I don't know. I don't believe they can get to the finals. And I've said it time and again. I do not believe this team is better with Kyrie than without him. So right. I gotta say not real. Right, I'm gonna say not real too, but I do think that they could. I think they could handle anybody in the East. The Bucks are the only one, just because Giannis is. I mean. Literally unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Did you see the play he had that the other night where he took, he got a steal uh, from a, like the top of the key, so like the three point line or so on the opposite end, and dribbled one time before he dunked the ball. I did one dribble. He's long for what? What is that? Seventy five feet. Yeah, one so, dribble. So you presume he gets that, throws it out in front of him, runs after it, yeah, and then takes and off, just right? launches from the three point line. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to say not real to that, too. I don't think they could win at all, but I think they could handle anybody in the East. The Bucks are the only one that I don't think they can handle. I think the 76ers are just too volatile, and they're not consistent enough. Um, they're all young, and there's some, some bad attitudes on that team, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think the Celtics could handle them. Yeah, I'm starting to worry about the coaching in Philly, honestly. I just looked yeah. at it, and I figured you should have so much flexibility in terms of who you put oh, on the yeah. floor, and, and you have a lot of firepower, but... Yeah, you know, we'll find um, out. Yeah, so I'm gonna go not real on that one too, but I do think they could they could go to the finals and beat anybody in the East. Nice. And then when you go to the finals, that is the one thing is Kyrie in the finals. I mean, we all know what Kyrie's done in the finals. We do. All right. All right. That is it for episode fourteen. Fourteen. Wow. All yeah. right, guys. This is a dribble handoff with Chase and Bruce. We will see you again next week. Peace out. Peace.